Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside Steve the American Killjoy and uh, Walter Woodrow. And we are joined by a guest to talk about the sixth and final episode of BattleBots Bounty Hunters, uh, including Son of Wayachi. Uh, introduce yourself. I'm John Ladnick of Gigabyte. John. Uh, welcome. It's it's been quite the quite the series for you, or quite the season for you, I suppose. If we're you know talking American, I suppose uh, it's been quite the quite the adventure, really, because you started off with obviously that amazing fight with with Copperhead right at the very beginning, and I thought, oh no, because it, it was clear that you know improvements had been made last season in particular. You kind of you really stepped on quite a lot from 2018, and then you know obviously things happened with Witch Doctor and Huge, which meant that you had to kind of... I, I want to say you were, you were meant to fight sort of Wyatch in the win and you're in last year, weren't you? We were, yeah. They announced that fight, but at that point, we had lost all our motor controllers. We lost like five of them, and they were all... We later found out it was all because of software. We had, we had installed the wrong software into them, and, you know, that was just a disaster. And, you know, I even was thinking of going out to fight them without the spin weapon, but then, you know, I just thought it wasn't fair, you know, yeah. to, to the fans. And they ended up having to, they actually fought Copperhead and I know. <laughs> they went and grabbed Copperhead to take our place, which it's, was a great fight. It was, it was oh, yeah. so a memorable. Good choice for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then obviously in some kind of irony, you end up fighting each other this year. And then I mean, well, we'll get to the, the, the second time later on, but the, the first time was, I mean, you, you, must, you, must have, you must be having flashbacks to, uh, to when you fought Tombstone because it was just, yeah, yeah. When coming that Tombstone off happened, and... yeah, yeah, I was in China when Tombstone happened, but. <laughs> it, it came down to the same exact thing. It, they, those were two spindles. That's the main thing in a robot. And they were both made in China. And they they didn't use 60C1T6. They, their um, quality manager tried to explain, but, well, we took 6061 and we melted it into a big piece and then we machined it. So it was 6061. I was like, no, it's not T6. I, I, it just, I get upset just thinking about it. And I had thought I'd taken that out of our spindle list, you know, because we have spare parts and I didn't. I, I, it was my mistake. I did not keep track of it well enough, but it did do a bunch of fights in China. That, that mm. one definitely did at least seven or eight fights and never had a problem, but mm. there's no hit like Copperhead in China. It's, it's another yeah. level, I suppose, over in, uh, over in the US, but obviously it, it ended up being quite the season for you you know you ended up breaking into the top 16 you had a lot of great fights i mean i think the fight with malice was incredible as well but you know just the the, uh, the sheer number and brutality of the hits was incredible you know looking back you know obviously we'll get to the episode a bit later but obviously yeah. this, this was a marked improvement surely from from your end looking at looking at everything thinking wow it's like it's a leap forward yeah there's it, a whole bunch of things came together for for this for us to do so well and it it's an iteration going you know from the time i first came back and invader got stuck on for 45 minutes <laughs> costing them a hundred thousand dollars and i you know i heard from them they wouldn't let us back in the arena that year either no matter what we did <laughs> they just wouldn't let us in and i i don't blame them but you know the only way we learn with this kind of robot is to, to do it mm -hmm. and that's when i decided to build a new one and and I figured by doing that, I'd double up the amount of fights I get and double up all the problems we find because they're exactly the same robots. Yeah. And we find problems that apply to both. Yeah. Um, and there's different problems we found in different fights over time. And that iteration in China was nice because it was a machine shop right next to where we're fighting. And when the self-writing didn't quite work because it was done the old way and it, it, it just didn't work, it would spin or the 
pipe would break. We made modifications on the CAD file and walked over next door and got them to make us a new, to modify the spindle. So it's, you know, it's got like a, um, a, a um, I forgot what you call it when you make, it looks like a flower pattern, so it can't spin. And we did that in between fights, you know, so we, those are the kind of changes we did over time. Uh, change the pull mechanism so it's a little longer and it self-writes with the slow, you know, a slow spin, but we use in a contactor in the begin with, and it would be a very violent self-writing. And I knew we had to get a motor controller. So I, uh, I work with a guy who we worked on a motor controller for a ventilator together, Mike Lindbergh. He's the analog guy. I'm a digital guy, an electrical engineer. And I did the FPGA to control the brushless motor controller on the, on the ventilator. Uh, which is now saving lives, by the way, all over the world <laughs> from, from Phillips. But um, uh, so we did, he, he designed something unique for the spin, and we took that to China, and it kicked ass. We've iterated it three times, and now we have uh, two units that went through all of China and all of BattleBots this year and never died. And we burned up two ETECs. The specs on it are insane. So the specs are 1,800 amps continuous. It's 7,200 amps peak at 75 volts, but we only tested it at 60 because we run it at 60 volts. We run it um, 14S. But uh, the iterations made it tougher and tougher uh, over, over the years, and now it's, it's, it's pretty much indestructible. The, the, the unique thing, though, it's a, it's a quad bridge. It's not a full bridge. It's just one bank of FETs being modulated, and it's so much easier to get all that current. You, know, you get actually four times the current for the same amount of FETs. So it, and, and it's a pound, it weighs one pound. So it's not big. If I could have bought one, I would have bought it. Even if it cost 5,000 bucks, I would have bought a motor controller than spending that thousands, much yeah. tens of thousands of dollars to get this going and testing it and iterating it. And but I like added that, Mike huh? on the team yeah. Yeah, just for that. I asked him just because he had that expertise. And- <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a, it's a good enough reason to. I mean, you know, we we've spoken to teams in the past who I, I want to say, Jevin, when we spoke to the the Mortis guys, you know, when when they were, you know, talking about their you know speed controllers from back in the early two thousands, that they they brought, they brought people onto the team because they had expertise that no one else had, and you know, yeah. were, you know, things that were built and designed to, you know, way beyond specs that combat robots at the time had and, and probably crazy. still have today <laughs> just crazy yeah it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah it really was yeah. yeah we burned up two e-techs one of them got so hot that the magnets demagnetized you know how strong those e-tech magnets are they're nothing it's it's completely nothing and oh. and that that's the same motor controller that happened in china in the very very last fight uh and um same motor controller we used throughout this whole battlebot season so it, mm-hmm. it survived a lot and you know, it's almost like, gosh, you don't want to change it out because it's so good, but you know, they wear out over time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, that's another tough thing is spare parts and window, window replace parts. Well, another thing we did is we put these stickers on the motors and the stickers on the motors will give you, keep it at the hottest temperature it ever seen. And when a mini mag gets to a certain temperature, you know, it's going to fail eventually. So, and we did lose fights in China because of mini mags burning up, but we used them from fight after fight after fight. Now we always use new ones at the beginning of the season and we have those stickers on them. And if they get hot, I change them out. I mean, they might still be good, but it gives me spares if I need them. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Another thing you changed this year as well, which which I want to bring up, uh, and I think Steve is kind of nodding in agreement, was um, the addition of a certain 
Mr. Maxim from Stinger the Killer Bee. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that's cool. You, you know, you know, I took eight years off, and it was him who brought me back. So that that really the very it was season one on ABC, and he invited me for the finals. You know, so I got to be in there with him as a team and got to watch it on the big screen behind the scenes, and I just got obsessed again. Yeah. And then two weeks later, after that, we met in Orange County and for lunch. And we talked and talked and realized it's dark outside. What the heck? We were there five hours. <laughs> we actually talked about Battle Bots for five hours. So, so then when he when he retired, every single event we did, I called him and asked him and Wendy to come with us, come to China, come to Battle Bots, and he. This was the. So um, and in the pit, he is amazing. He is he is a machine. And mm -hmm. he, he's thinking all the time. His strategies are ridiculous. And mm -hmm. we, we talked just night before last, after the Thursday. So it was Friday. We talked on the phone for like two hours because he had all these, from watching it again, he had all these commentaries and, <laughs> and uh, insights that, you know, I don't see when I watch it. I can watch it. I don't see. So his, his strategies, his modifying tools, you know, we have these carts that we hold the shells on. And I got them free from working for Phillips. They're medical cards. They're really nice cards. Uh, but they were throwing them out. And they said, yeah, go ahead and take them. Uh, he modified them so they make them more optimal. And then he, he inspired me to modify them. I could fit two shells on it now. So, <laughs> just small know, things like that, have, right? <laughs> yeah. When, when you have someone that creativity and that strategy, he inspires you to be better for your own ideas. So that – and then um, working in the pits, he figured out better ways to – Put on the belt because it's, it's you got to have a technique. You can't just muscle it in there. We we had like Richard was on our team in China and he would muscle it with a big screwdriver and, and ding up the the pulleys. And Brent, who made these pulleys, he's a machinist. He's like, no, all that work. Yeah, and he showed him how to do it with finesse. And then Matt added to that finesse to make it a little easier. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just some of the little things. There's you know, there's I can't even. Describe all the things that Matt did yep. to help. You got but, you got Matt metrics in the background and Matt mechanics in the foreground. So it's yeah. yeah. And then I had two robots lovely. too. I I had both of them. I, I never had that before. That's the mm -hmm. first time we ever had. Every night after a fight, we had two robots ready to fight. Every single night, there was not a single night that we only had one ready to fight. A production so must have loved you. Be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were always after there. that incident in season two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I you know we work hard to not let stuff like that happen again. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Even even further back, I know we're kind of pushing the episode further back, but I want to talk a little bit about like your first entry into BattleBots, which was Rambite. Uh, oh, how did that idea come about? Uh, can you talk a little bit what you remember? Because uh, I mean, I mean, how what other chance do I have to ask you this question? Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the thing is, I remember seeing this robot. I remember seeing the fight with Slap Him Silly. Uh, and I remember the, the most memorable thing about that fight is you getting flipped upside down and spinning your weapon up real fast and somehow self writing yourself with just your weapon. Uh, I don't know. It just still sticks with me, but, yes, uh, but still... yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Just that. No, I'm giving you the floor. Go ahead. Talk about anything okay. you want about, about yeah, so old battle bots. Let's slap them silly was ran by two. Right? Yeah. So let's go back before that. Yo, let's go, let's go earlier. Yeah. So, the, yeah the thing I, that was I a was wheel hub. It looked like a wheel hub. It was a cooking pot. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Aluminum cooking pot. It looked like a birthday cake. There you go. Carl uh, Lewis, who really was the main you know, designer of that and builder, I did the electronics. Um, he was in a running club and he had this aluminum cooking pot and he, he uh, bent and well, a one inch by one inch aluminum 
lip around it, and that's what we attach the blades to. And use the EV Warrior. I don't know if you remember those old surplus motors. They were around all the time to spin it. Uh, Sears, they were $9.99 at the time. Sears drills. He took four of those and made those as the drive. And we go to BattleBots. Our first fight was with the Bambino. It looks like a home plate with two aluminum bats on each side that slammed down. Uh, and uh, the guy loved baseball, right? And uh, we ended up winning that fight, the very first fight we ever did. I still have that pog that they gave us That's in my fantastic. wallet i've carried it since then so we're talking season four 2001 and that's the only one I have, by the way. All the other ones I give out to team members, uh, and I and I and I'll carry that till I die. Sure it, it'll sure be with one. me. Yeah. yeah, it'll be with me in my coffin when I'm. When I'm done. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we ended up winning our first four fights, making it too deep into the TV round where we beat Eric Pounding. Eric Pounding in, in German is like a funny way to say Mister Good Pounding. Uh, and then after that, we fought Salad, who was in the top ten, mm-hmm. and at. He Salad really owned us the whole fight, but at the end of that fight, he was smoking and dead. And they started counting him out, but the bell rang. So he got saved by the bell and he won that decision. He thought he lost. We thought we won. But if you watch the fight, it wasn't a close fight. I mean, he, okay. he, he pretty much <laughs> editing magic, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's always the way. It's always the way. So the next year, we came up with the idea of what Waiachi does put all the weight out in the arm and you get more, you know, if you just more weight out spinning at the same RPM, you're going to get bigger hits. And we had, that's when the first megabyte was an arm spinner mm. and Rambyte. They both existed and um, it was unstable. So the, the problem with having the weight in a, in a, a sing, you know, in an arm in those two dimensions is when that arm hits, the robot itself spins vertically. And it, mm-hmm. and we have that. It's a totally unstable design. It couldn't win. And, and it never did. It did a lot of megabyte. Did a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you learn from that. You know, right? We learned from that. Lost a whole season and went back to make megabyte into a big giant aluminum shell. It was a yeah. big half inch aluminum, and we started dominating. Yeah. You know, megabyte went a year and a half without losing it. We yeah. were just not. Oh, I everybody. remember. <laughs> yeah, it was. And In then, the times where all you could watch about BattleBots was on YouTube and just clips that people uploaded. Anytime I saw a megabyte fight, it's just like, yeah, it's 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 gonna winning. do what it does. It's winning. <laughs> yeah. But we lot we learned some lessons there, and that was last rights, right? Tombstones heavyweight yep. Yep. caved in the aluminum shell. Yeah. And when it caved it in, it stopped it from spinning, and he wins that fight. And that's when I knew I had to go to an angle. So um I had already been in talking with Terry. Uh, Ewart, right? So we we talked about ways to do that, and he he actually helped me design the shell, to, and it's the same design today. I just iterate it and take those files and modify them. I'm not sure if he made the file for me or he told me how to make it, but one of the two. Um, so once I had that, the first time we used that shell was in the 2003 national championships, and in that, that's where Matt came up with the thing to hold the. The, the self-righting <laughs> mask. He hid it from us. And when he he waited till we got out of the arena and he unveiled it and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he owned us that whole fight, but to he got stuck to the, on the end. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that fight, but he ends up getting stuck on the arena with his mask had yep. a bolt and he couldn't get out. I think that video kind of yeah, it kind of resurfaced when Hydra started posting yeah. about all the um, yeah. little little V thing at the front recently with yeah, 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 you're right. It's funny how it all kind of came about again. It's it's great mm-hmm. stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, he he really scammed us. <laughs> we really thought he was going to do that. And yeah. you know oh. the feeling we had when Matt did that to us, it was our hearts sunk. We knew yeah. crap, and he owned us, and that was not a good feeling. Yeah. And so we worked toward that. We didn't work toward a wedge. We have a we have an answer for the wedge, but we didn't use it. So that we won't make that mistake again. That's Absolutely not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it at all. Well, obviously. We've made it to the Banton episode. Obviously, the the prize for everyone is Son of Watch. We'll um we'll start with and fight money and and money, of course, yes, and and money. <laughs> we'll start with fight number one, shall we? Which uh, I think everyone has been kind of talking about, which is Kraken versus Rusty. Yes, uh, <laughs> there he is in your background, Jimmy. There There's is. your boy. Oh, what a guy! <laughs> I will say, but before before we we gush a little bit about Rusty, because we are going to oh poor Matt, because yeah. <laughs> he didn't Kra- deserve that. Because Kraken is one of the nicest robots, and they're such a lovely team, and it hurts me inside because as much as like Rusty winning is wonderful, and everyone you know should appreciate the fact that Rusty won a fight against such a high caliber opponent as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Kraken. <laughs> Come yeah. on. <laughs> you could see it all over his face in this fight. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the reaction Oh afterwards. my God. <laughs> it's weird too, because it all they bolts. talked about. Yeah, go ahead. Two bolts. Two, two yeah. bolts that they didn't check over in their pit time. Uh, I think they'd replaced a load of stuff and then didn't check those two bolts mm. that they were tightened properly and they failed them in the end. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame because all season, I think even in this episode... They talk about how durable Kraken is. And how, and it's, a, yeah. it's a nut that doesn't crack. Mm-hmm. And, and it cracks to... But Kraken mm. died so that Rusty could live. Exactly. And, uh... I guess so. Exactly. I mean, John, obviously, I'm sure you were kind of watching on with a bit of... You know, in a bit of interest, considering you may have fought one of these two later on. And, you know, Kraken this season has been so good. You know, it's made, made it to a bounty final already. You know, they beat Witch Doctor. They beat, you know high caliber opponents you know over the years surely it must have been kind of disbelief watching rusty win walk away with this yeah, one and it would have been fun to fight either one just because i've never fought anything like those two robots mm-hmm. and uh the kraken i we just loved being in the, the those uh, opera boxes when the kraken fun i always yelled release the kraken <laughs> every time <laughs> and uh, you know there's that old movie i grew up watching uh where the guy says that uh, in the there's two movies that they'd say that. So that's, mm-hmm. that, you know, it was just, he's always fun to watch that, you know, the fight. Cause you know, ne- I never expected him to win a fight when he keeps winning. It was really exciting. And then Rusty was, you know, had, had the right weapon for that mistake they made, you know, that weapon, other weapons wouldn't even have made a difference, right? Lower weapons or whatever, it's, but it's it kind of the angle it attacks from as well. Right. Cause it's, yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. any other hammer would, wouldn't necessarily hit that specific point is because of the way that Rusty's hammer drops sort of down rather than swings they just, across. They found the gap and they, yeah. they just pulled at it until such a time as it came loose. And, uh, and I bet from now on they'll have a list before every fight because that's what yeah. we did this year. You have a yeah. list and you give one guy on the team or one person, it was Anouk, uh, Dave's daughter. She That was her job between every fight after and before. And she, she went to all of us and made sure and checked off a whole list of stuff. Yeah. I had I have a very sore memory of uh, high school. I was in first tech challenge uh, and we were seniors. I was I was my senior year. I'm like, this is the one we're going to make the world championship. We're going to go. We're going to win states. This whole thing. We're dominating this this uh, regional tournament and we're in first and we've scored more points than anybody all day. 
we get to our first uh, finals match and we forget to plug in the power brick. We forget to plug it, plug in the, the Mindstorms brick. So nothing works. And it was it was one and you're done. So that whole day we go through and do everything. And then it just comes down to that. And every match after that, we had a checklist and we ended up going to worlds. So like that, that little thing, that little, just a little checkpoint list, just to make sure you've got everything set, set the way you want it. Everything's exactly the way you want it before you lock that door or put it down and say, remove your hands and say, I'm done it really does make that much of a difference because your brain can only control so much stuff. We're human. Uh, there's yeah, only so many I mean, things you can keep track of. When you, you've got a fight coming up and you're going, okay, so we need that done and we need that done. Oh, I need to be in an interview or I need to go to the arena. We need to weigh it in. We need to check it's all there, check, check, whatever. Okay, great. And you get to the arena and there's probably things that you've forgotten. You might yeah. just... Once the lights it, are on, it's yeah. your brain's like, oh, pretty. <laughs> as, as well as that, you know, obviously, no, not to kind of take away from the job that no, the three of them have done this year. Kraken normally has a much larger team that turn up, you know, yeah. and it is one of the bigger ones in, Record in the setting. competition. And, and there's only three of them <laughs> they this year. Army. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that made, made a difference. I don't know. But, you know, I think they can be happy with the season that they've had regardless. I mean, they've had some great fights and hmm. I'm sure they'll come back in 2021 with a much more improved Kraken. And I can't wait to see it. But credit to Rusty. You, I mean, you've got to take yeah. the opportunities, you know? I guess. When, when the <laughs> opportunity such disbelief it. watching this. You see Kraken <laughs> dragging its airbag and it's like, you can. this is not going to happen. <laughs> I think this is the only fight where the result has been read out and I've physically punched the air. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I could see point, Farouk think, smiling too when he saw yeah. it. <laughs> and you just, oh man. And the is, reaction of all the so upper so boxes as well. It was, it was oh, just They elation. went absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely wild. Nothing has quite captured the hearts of the audience like Rusty has in the last few years. Yeah. It's, it's just done. I mean, they speak about it all throughout this episode whenever they get the chance to interview David Eaton. Yeah. They're just talking about what is it about Rusty that everyone loves. And it's, yeah. I'm not sure I can put it into words. He is just, you want to protect him, but also when he does win a fight, you, he's, it, it's just next level. It is. I mean, I think it's the fact that you never expect him to win a fight. So when he does, it's just sheer, sheer elation. craziness. Yeah. yeah like the Rocky story and the Karate Kid, you know, the underdog yeah. who should, you should never even be in the ring, right? Rocky yeah, yeah. should have never been in that ring. Yeah. And they said and it in this episode, Rudy. Wrong. Yeah, that's right, Rudy. You know? I, I made, I made my girlfriend watch it. Yeah, it's a great movie. And they mentioned him, right? They mentioned uh, Rusty. I mean, uh, Rudy. Yeah. And he's like, who's that? I was like, you haven't seen that movie? Yeah. The ending of that movie is legendary. Like, no don't one's tell watched my it. brother. My brother's known a Dane grad. Like, don't tell him you didn't see it because he won't talk to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic. Oh, dearie me. I think this will go down as a classic for Battlebots as well. I, I'm, I'm, Definitely. You know, this is going to be the one. Do you remember that time when Rusty beat Kraken? Like, in, in, you know, Do you remember ten? when Rusty, you know, Kraken, that robot that's been you know, doing really well against the top 16 competitors all season. Re- you remember that Rusty. other robot, Rusty? <laughs> like, just tore its face off and tore the airbag that operates the weapon out of yeah. it, so completely killed that bit. Yeah, so that's, that's a good moment, that is. Yeah, uh, love it. Yeah, this is what, unless, I think this is kind of, you know, what, why we all kind of enjoy the sport, because you, you can never prepare for anything. Anything can happen. Anyone can be yeah. anyone on this day, and I think that's... Luck yeah. is your biggest enemy in the arena. Mm-hmm. And Bunny and, uh, brought it up a couple of weeks ago where uh, she heard from Ray, like a, a, a comment from Ray and probably other builders that the, the most dangerous opponent is your next one. So yeah. no matter who you fight, anything can happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Let's talk about fight number two. Uh, our first rematch of the episode, which yeah. is Copperhead and Kronos. Obviously, they fought back in 2019, um, which apparently almost ended up as a double KO, didn't it? Like, I mm, want to say. Um, close. And I want, did, did, did Kronos won it, didn't it, the first yeah, one? It did. Yeah, they yeah, took yeah, out the, the weapon. Actually. Yeah, the that, weapon was, that was the weapon dislodged. That was it. I remember now. I hadn't... So, King of Bots was the first time I have ever seen a weapon dislodged from its mounting point. Uh, I think it's one of the first fights in the first series of King of Bots it happened. And then I thought... Uh, it might have been John that did it, actually, I think. <laughs> oh, no, I, think that was mega, I think that was Megabyte against yeah. the Russian yeah. team. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was against Stingray. It was like Yellow yeah. Cheese. I can't remember the yeah. name of it. Stingray. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the one. Stingray. It was Stingray, yeah. Yeah, and it was shocking. And then I thought, surely that's not going to happen in BattleBots. And then it happens in BattleBots, and it's Kronos <laughs> to do it. And it's the most unassuming robot to do it, because you think, oh, Kronos is a, you know, it's a rings, ring spinner. It, it might do well. Mm-hmm. Then completely tears out the weapon of, of Copperhead, flies it across the arena, and wins the fight. Right. You just think, how? <laughs> I mean, Copperhead got its revenge here. I mean, poor yeah. old Kronos. Yeah. Did, like, I think they had a pretty rough season, by all they accounts. Um, they actually motors, because they couldn't get that E-Tech anymore. So they yeah. went to a brushless, and that brushless, they never got it tuned to spin up. On mm-hmm. paper, the brushless looked tougher than the, like, more torque than a E-Tech, but it just wasn't. It, you know, just, no. you gotta have the right motor controller for that to make it work. Yeah. He's going back to brush this year. I, I, I speak a lot with uh, Jerry. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him, man. Like, it's, yeah. he brings such a cool robot. The, the one that a lot he of character brought, as well. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's just, and you don't see ring spinners often ever. Uh, you know. well, we had the ringmaster briefly from, uh, the duck, the duck group, mm-hmm. uh, but and Hal Rucker and that whole group. Uh, but I mean, you don't see them very often, and right. it, it's cool when they work. The only thing about this, and I'm going to use props, is <laughs> he's got his drive gear that's a small gear, and you have the ring gear that's large. If you've ever played with gears, a small gear it takes a long m- many revolutions for this to go around, for this to just spin once, and that's. It's, I it's don't tough. know how much operation that little one has on the big one. I think that might just be for looks. You think so? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't whatever. Know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, John. I don't know if you know, John. If if it's if it because obviously you fought Kronos as well before. You you played Beyblade with them last year, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's our first fight uh, last season. Yeah. Mm. And and then I saw him in China. You know, so yeah. we hung out in China. He. He, it's a really cool team. He has a good, yeah. his team and everything has a really good look to him. And, yeah. and they're real, they were really popular. And watching Kronos in the test box in China was awesome. He, yeah. It was just one of the most amazing spinners I ever saw. And the way he was able to launch, because he has a ramp as opposed to a, yeah. a blade. And, and he was launching things in, into the ceiling, you know, and it looked like he was a flipper. It was mm-hmm. really awesome. Crazy. He did better with, with the brush. Uh, and I and I'd love to see him get all his kinks and bugs out. Yeah, uh, and that Definitely. that would be it'll be an awesome robot when he does. It's strange you say because it, it's one of very very few robots who have taken their name across. So they appeared as Kronos first on This Is Fighting Robots, and, yeah. and then came across the BattleBots with the the same machine. I was surprised to see yeah. it be the same. Yeah, usually there's well. like weird production copyrights contract yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that you can't bring names over, kind of because it's owned by. The network. Well, things like uh, yeah. Tantrum changed to Boxing Champion when they went the other right, way. Right, yeah. Obviously, you, obviously as, as well with, with yourself, John, you go from Megabyte yeah. to Gigabyte. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's being safe. We don't want it to have any legal troubles. It right. probably would have been okay to keep the same name. I just didn't want to risk it. Sure. Right. Makes sense. Well, 
Let's talk about your first fight then, John. Uh, Grabot. Grabot, we last saw fighting poor, uh, fighting Beta when it got its head caved in uh, by the hammer, and this wasn't much better for them, really, was it? Yeah, when I looked at that wedge, I'm like, oh, crap, if I hit in the middle of that wedge, you know, maybe we'd fly. So, you know, my goal was to do what I did is hit the corner. You know, we, yeah. we always do better when we hit corners. And he, he wasn't even drivable. I mean, I... I mean, he was kind of erratic and yeah. I got past him and I, and I like to do that. You pass him and then you just back up and you, yeah. you know, hit a corner. That and, camera angle where you just, you see you back up and fling that wedge straight at the judges. It was yeah, straight perfect. Space. <laughs> perfect, but like perfect camera angle as well. Like, you know, credit yeah. to the production on that one. That was spot on. Uh, shit uh, chance, right place, right time. The wedge yeah. goes flying. The whole wedge. Beautiful, absolutely. I mean, there wasn't much fight to talk about, really. Sadly, but... No, it wasn't. Yeah. but if that wedge held on better, the whole robot would have flown, right? Yeah, and maybe <laughs> us too. We would have maybe flown into the wall. Uh, it would have been, you know, fifty-fifty proposition. But, um, yeah, and I didn't want to hit him again. You know, I could have completely yeah. destroyed. I mean, all the electronics were kind of hanging out, right? It was all. Yeah, it's all hanging out. But I, I just feel bad because I know what it feels like I mean, to. To lose all what you spent in time and money. Hmm. And, and <laughs> I wonder if you've ever had your your dress taken off on in, in the ring, <laughs> either this yeah. time or the last, either either once or twice rather. Mm. You say yeah. it at the end I of the episode. Where it's it's not you to go in for another hit. Yeah. Uh, once it's done, it's done, and you yeah. leave well alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's two aspects to that. Is one is first I'm thinking is that hurting my chances to be a contender for the most damage, and the other one is. I don't want her taking risk on my robot like mm. Tombstone did in the semifinal, right? He, yeah, battery, he hit him after the fight yeah. was over. His batteries came out and he didn't have spares. It, you know, like, why take those risks? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. You know, yeah. Especially when the fight's won. And, and especially in like a, a tournament like this where, you know, there is literally cash on the line. You may as well, like, you know, take it easy and preserve yourself for later on, which obviously you did do. Yeah. Um, but as I said, there was not much fight to talk about, sadly. We'll, we'll no. get, obviously, there's a lot more to come from from Gigabyte, but we'll have to talk that through a little bit later on, and we'll move on to Big Dill and Perfect Phoenix. Well. Well, well, well. We uh, Perfect Phoenix was yeah. not in a good way. No, it wasn't. This is post-endgame, isn't it? Yeah. And um, the whole chassis is a funny banana shape. It's not um, quite flat anymore, is it? I mean, no. we, 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 we spoke to Pete Abramson before the round of 32, and he, he was talking about how Ray was, you know, pressing that machine back into shape after every fight because it's it, at this point it is a 10 year old robot and yeah. it's not really designed with today's forces in mind and you know while it did do very well this year you know give them credit where it's due and you know i'm sure tyler probably didn't expect to turn up and win twice and get into the competition there comes a point where the competition steps up a notch a little bit and yeah you got unlucky to fight the eventual winner in endgame yeah and they, it kind of exposed them in this fight against Big Deal. They had to bodge together a weapon, it looks like, because that weapon was not sitting as flat to the... It wasn't long enough, was it? Wasn't no, it? No, but the, the strategy was sound. The idea was to cut the wheels, and it yeah. almost worked. Uh, one there's of them a, did get a cut, huge, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, there's a huge chunk out of the back left wheel. So there's ideally, a wonderful moment at the very start yeah. where they do get lifted and put on top of the minibot. Mm -hmm. Oh my like, god, yes. what, what the world? <laughs> It's like a perfect little little doorstop, basically. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand the short blade. I mean, if he if he would have had a blade that actually stuck out, it would have knocked off Big Dill's lifter. 
Yeah. No big deal would have had that couldn't come in because the blade would have knocked that piece off. So it, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't understand that weapon at all. It, interesting strategy. I wonder if it was just a, yeah. a necessity thing. I wonder what was, what, what, what the, what the status of the other blades were. It uh, may have been like, if anything, because obviously Tyler's so good with his, you know, with his, with his D, with his D2 kit, it may have been just to use the wedge as a, as a strategy and kind of, and try and outdrive him, which may have been the case because it, it Maybe the weapon motor was suffering at some point. I don't know. There's there's a lot of different things to look it's into. It's let but... the smoke out a couple times. Yeah, it has to from different places. Same wedge from when it was brutality because brutality's wedge was pretty kick-ass and it was right on the ground. It was able to get under everybody. And you know, Megabyte fought him twice. Brutality. Yeah. You know, and you guys killed the first one. Biohazard. Lost, How could you? Yeah, lost the second one. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one, he almost went upside down when his weapon hit our shell, and then he just stopped spinning and fought us as a wedge and just kind of owned us. Um, Strange. But the first Thank time, you. his welds gave out on that on that yeah. uh, on that mm-hmm. front wedge. But the wedge is—you can see on the floor—it's not actually straight flat across it. Not anymore. Big Deal had no problem getting underneath it. Yeah. And it was it was nice to see Big Dill do its thing because we've only mm. seen it, you know, obviously it beat Atom 94 way at the start of the season. And, yeah. you know, the, the other two opponents it had, Lockjaw and Rotator, are pretty high-end machines. You know, they've, they've both yeah. won bounties themselves. It was nice to see them, you know, be able to get under an opponent, you know, control the robot. You could see they were definitely, definitely trying to go for that out of the arena, weren't they? But they just yeah. couldn't yeah. quite. <laughs> it really benefited. I, I will say that Big Dill really does benefit from having Spicy Meatball there. Because yeah. I don't think it had the mo- the mobility to really kind of keep up with Perfect Phoenix. It in was this fight. it was excellent teamwork between them and the minibot. Yes, you have the minibot there to to get underneath, be the nuisance, and then sort of almost tee them up, ready to go for for the big like bot. needle and tracer this year. Exactly, right? that, that's the idea of being able to slow your opponent down or at least hinder them in a way where your big bot can really come in and do the big These damage. These are the sort of minibot strategies i enjoy because yeah. it's there and it's got a good purpose in the arena as opposed to just being there to whiz about and i do like the copperhead snakes they're good fun mm-hmm. but they're there for looks yeah. um rather than doing something and you know i'd, I'd rather see a minibot do something yeah yeah but uh yeah this was this was a uh, pretty cut and dry poor poor uh poor poor perfect phoenix just couldn't uh couldn't self-write <laughs> no poll uh no, no nothing poll. there <laughs> maybe next time well i think you know they are applying to the 2021 20, season so we'll, maybe yeah. we'll see them back who knows well fight number five john back to you again your fight with big dill yep. what was uh, their strategy here uh yeah, which... I, you know my strategy is always to get behind them and hit them from behind but joy's <laughs> too good from, yeah you, you know he's always going to be more maneuverable than gigabyte yeah, you know he's, he's uh, and and it looked like he was tweaked on the very first hit. You know he, mm. he did do the bomb rush. He, and he went for the box rush, and and he kind of he, he couldn't quite turn on that left side, could he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that really you know that, I think that helped. But the, the the biggest thing is his wedge has two edges to catch. It's one in the middle and one on the side. Mm-hmm. And I knew eventually if we started hitting those edges, um, it. it it's it, something's going to break as long as yeah. we don't. And I really expected him to to survive the whole fight. You know, they're, they're, yeah. it's a tough robot, and his his robots are always built really well. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't expect him to actually die, but uh, it did almost go to fight. I think there was only like thirty seconds left by the time he was. Mm-hmm. It was a, one of the longest fights we had, other than the Hydra fight. Yeah, yeah. and that does, that that, that frame long. that frame has seen a lot of iteration. We've seen yeah. that frame throughout the past seasons of battle. We saw it with Warhawk. We saw it with, uh, I, I guess there's an iteration of 
Uh, there's there's got to be some cross breeding well, between King Cat King. Yeah, yeah it's the same there's a little cat, bit there between them mm-hmm. and. Well, they oh yeah, they were on the same the first one. Oh yeah, yeah don't were... even get Jevin started on the lineage with that with that team. It's <laughs> so stretchy. It was on was on on the team for a lot of sharing. King of Bots and yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, just posted a picture of us uh, eating at a hot pot in China, and you see the whole Cat King team, and it's like yeah. five teams now, four teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're spreading yeah. like a plague, but it's a good plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, at the start of the fight, you know, you, you do that beautiful little hovering thing that you do in midair, where like it's, it's you, you are literally like a UFO when you bounce off the wedge. It's, it's I, I love that kind of thing. The, the physics is just makes me happy <laughs> but but there was there was a good few hits there where i thought you know you, you're hitting things that isn't big deal yeah. they were a very legitimate and credible threat to you guys i think you know mm. the improvements that we've talked about you know the 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 small tweaks that you've made over the years and made that have made gigabyte more reliable have really kind of shown in particularly in this tournament but obviously you know throughout the season it was really nice to see that you know you weren't hitting things and dying a minute in it's right. just really nice to see. Of course, that, excluding the first fight, that was weird. Well, yeah, uh, but that's you know yeah. what I mean. It's the, the, the rest of the tournament was yeah. amazing. We had almost no damage in that fight except for the right. spindle. That's yeah, ready to fight again. We place the spindle and go to fight. Yeah, but, but overall, I say that this this fight was a you know a good example of you know yourselves running for three minutes and not really beating a sweat. Really, it's, it was very very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have overkill on everything. You know, on on the. The only reason we burned up ETEX in the past is because we hardened them. And when we hardened the ETEX, we put a epoxy on the armature, which makes it a lot hotter. Mm-hmm. And we and we separate them from the, the magnet from the armature a little bit. Again, makes more current, makes it hotter, but it's more durable. It can handle the hits. So we mm-hmm. don't lose them by hits anymore. We lose them through heat. You know, and that's something we got to figure out and deal with. But mm-hmm. we're, mo- we're changing motors this year. We're going to the Lemco motors. So okay. We should All right. Cool. Big time. Interesting. Fight number right. six. Well, <laughs> it had to, it had to come to an end. At some Imagine point, saying at the start of the season in, in a legitimate, you know, knockout competition that Rusty would fight Copperhead. No one would have believed you. Not one Not person. Um, it kind of went as we all really expected, didn't it? But but yeah. it did fall that, except for that one hit that, that one had moment. everyone on the Copperhead team worried. <laughs> yep, because they just, got that. They Rusty got that. Gets it in. And the, the again, drum stops. that, that yeah. weapon, like it just hits. It's, it's the thing it reminds me of, and the best possible way is nuts two from Robot Wars because mm-hmm. nothing, like no one in their right mind expected nuts to be able to hit, you know, concussions, wheel bearings out, or hit Android in such a way where the hydraulic fluid would come out. It's or carbide's chain or carbide's yeah. chain exactly, and it's it's that kind of awkward to armor area, yeah. or you know. Place where you 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 plan for a lot of eventualities, but you don't expect to get hit in certain places, and that is one of the things. Maybe with Kraken, and again with the Copperhead fight, mm-hmm. it gets just in. And if if it had angled it slightly differently and it hits the the weapon belt, could have been game over. Copperhead. Very different yeah. fight, isn't it? Then, but it, yeah, know, unfortunately, so Robert Cohen spoke about he turned the weapon off at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is because they looked worried. Yeah, they did look a bit concerned. Um, I think that might be a little bit of trying to save face, but I, I'm not sure. I wasn't there. I can't possibly <laughs> say. But, you know, I imagine that it's the sort of hit you would want to turn the weapon off for because... You don't want to jam want it up, do you? We don't yeah, want to pull basically. it through, do you, really? Yeah. Uh, imagine. Rusty is the, probably the perfect robot to pull through your system and win because Rusty just keeps going. You've yes. got the weapon system with the pipes on the outside. There's perfect entanglement. They're perfectly legal entanglement at this point, but... <laughs> 
yeah it's just rusty is just a joy isn't it and and then seeing everyone and you know pete bless him as well celebrating when it's (laughs) come on self-right rusty yes and it did and it was yeah it was it was was, was, (laughs) I, i thought it was interesting how rusty was able to take the hit up better than gigabyte i mean when we hit copperhead we fly across the arena turn upside down it's they're huge hits and i think it's because mm-hmm. his sides are flat you know we have that angle that go under and we get hit directly by his you know by his weapon the whole weight and force where rusty's kind of getting scraped on his flat sides yeah yeah so that I, I found that it really made me think a little more about how to redesign a shell to handle you to handle those kind of robots it, it's it's almost and like you want to make something that like ablates but it's like you don't want to be unbalanced you know what i mean where like the, yeah. you're not having all that energy go through a solid object i know rusty has armored sides but let's say that they're bendy <laughs> a little bit <laughs> they, they, they give be part of it that they they do give they break and they come away in such a way that it does mean that it just topples over a little bit on its side and then it can get back up again um i think that's that, that's that's the kind of effect it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because the, the you know Copperhead couldn't get a bite, and I think that's the kind of idea that Beta have been going for with their kind of USS yeah. armor. Which yeah. it's it's a good idea. It's just they haven't quite got it quite there. Maybe, no. maybe they I need mean, a... Rusty. Yeah, here used just a completely flat panel on the front, the Face Saber three thousand, <laughs> that went almost all the way to the floor. Uh, and whenever Copperhead hit it, it just it didn't go anywhere. It just kept hitting it and nothing. I mean that that panel probably still exists because it it survived the fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what Beta needs. Maybe Beta just needs a face saver three thousand for for next season. Who knows? We've talked a bit about your previous fight with Copperhead, um, John. How did you feel about fighting them again? Because as, obviously we saw what happened last time with the, the as Steve eloquently put it, the undressing of Gigabyte. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I knew it was going to be a different fight. I I, I mean he's not going to get. First of all, we figured out the problem with the floor and not, not, if you watch that first fight, we never drove. There was no driving in that fight at all. The, no. the bottom spun underneath it. So that and the spindle, we fixed those two things. And we, um, I, I made, you know, Mike and Matt both did spin up on different fights. And we went out into the, and spent two, three hours spinning up over and over and over in the test arena. So we would always get in line and, and get in that, the test arena after that first fight so they were we've already been successful before this in getting up to speed and making sure that we get to the center and up to speed and um i knew the spindle wasn't going to break we had one made out of 7075 from a a Riker machine shop down in uh, carlsbad you know we someone drove it down the piece of aluminum and drove it back up the next day so i know those two problems were gone so i knew it would be a different fight and i figured it would someone was going to stop working and, and I didn't think it was going to be me. So, you know, I was hoping that they'd stop working and then didn't have to worry about a decision. So if that went to decision, I don't know if we would have won it. It's a tough one to call, really, because obviously it, it depends if they're going to see yourselves fly. Because obviously you you must have thought you're going to be flying through the air at some point. You know, that obviously is very visual for the judges to see. And that is going to stick in their minds maybe more than you taking chunks out of Copperhead. But as you said, it was a very different fight. Obviously, Copperhead at this point of had a few fights where they've kind of struggled in terms of you know stability let's say in fights where they you know the mm-hmm. longer the fight goes on we saw it against black dragon where they just slowly started to get tired towards the end same against mammoth as well to a degree yeah and when you've got something like gigabyte hitting it where you know the weapon has been working throughout 
it, it really affected them quite badly. And it, it was it was a very nice bookend to your season, I thought, where you obviously had that awful start against Copperhead in the first fight, and then in this fight you, you get to fight them a second time and show how how good you have been. Yeah, and you can just celebrate and have that fight. It was really for the whole team. This fight was more yeah. important than any fight we ever did. Yeah. And I, mean, it, I mean, we were all almost in tears after mm-hmm. this fight. It was just I believe it. Yeah, it was such an amazing fight. And you know, we uh, that shell took some damage. That's our light shell. It's not really that thick, and it's not mm-hmm. meant to take these big giant hits. And a side of it, amazingly, is flat. It's almost like it's you know the shredderator flat side shells. Yeah. A side of that shell right now is flat from and, and you take that into account with Rusty in, in Copperhead. And, and, and again, we're thinking of different ways to design the shell so mm-hmm. that that won't happen again, that that we won't get hit so hard that it flattens the shell. That's and crazy. the very first hit of this fight broke one of those blades completely. So the hit <laughs> from Copperhead to us hit the blade directly and it shattered that blade into three pieces. Yeah. It's a <laughs> S7. So from that point on, there's one blade left and it's hanging out. It's not even totally on there and we're unstable. So it was very hard to drive at the point. I wasn't, I, at the time, I didn't think we lost a blade. I thought I was having problems driving mm-hmm. and it wasn't until the very end when Matt let off on the spin and that vibration slowed down and it was real easy to drive again. You know, mm-hmm. so then I realized, oh, there's nothing wrong with our drive system. It was entirely having an unstable spin of the shell. And it's, mm. it's almost, you got to look at the, to even see that instability, you look at the mast, how it, you know, from the center, Shaking, how it's yeah. compared to everything else. And you can, mm-hmm. it kind of magnifies that uh, vibration. But I mean, it was still drivable. It just was a lot harder to drive at that point. What was it like to finally be able to drive your own robot? I know you talked, brought, brought it up in this episode. I don't know if it's, was it Brent who was the, ma- who was the main driver? Was it Brent Riker who was the main um, driver? It, it, or was it just bounced around? Battle, yeah, for Megabyte and BattleBots, it's been Carl Lewis. Okay. And then we went with um mark okay um the guy that was on our team at the time because of how well he drove lucky you know we we took lucky um mark deemers brought lucky to my house in escondido and mark and i took lucky up to robo games and we did really well with mark yeah, Ryan. Uh, you know i don't know if you know that but he almost i think he took third place he only lost split <laughs> decisions to to minotaur and um and the guy that wins it every year um gary Jin. oh yeah with yeah so, original I mean, really good <laughs> we completely owned sewer snake yeah. <laughs> which is a, a tough thing yeah yeah it is a tough but, thing uh, because of, yeah because of that i let mark drive and it, i think it was a disaster if you watched the driving last season it was in my opinion we all think it was a disaster and i had mm. so many people coming up to me like what the heck how come in kob megabyte drives so much better it's so much better mm. and i was driving the whole time in china i yeah. I, I drove every single fight in china there's and then some I wonderful realized, shots in king of bots so just zooming in on you just super focused and about to go into the kill yeah and so after thinking about it and thinking you know i have enough experience now i'm gonna i'm gonna take responsibility i'm gonna drive my own robot i'm not gonna delegate that anymore and this was the first season ever that i ever drove in battlebots well clearly it made a at least a bit of a difference um before we do talk about the final i do want to talk a little bit more about copperhead because obviously we we mentioned throughout this season the wonderful artwork on copperhead's Mm. drum and once again you know throughout this whole episode you see there's every fight has a different you know drawing and you know painting on which is all hand done by one of the team and it's just i love that kind of thing and i i credit to uh I, I think i can't remember who it is on the team i think it's one of the women on the team but i can't it remember is, it's um it's what's his name 
that's gone as well. Robert Cohen's wife, oh, okay, um, or partner, um, does all the artwork. There is on, a imager the link somewhere. And, we'll try and find yeah. that and put it in the description because it, honestly, she, it's, it's beautiful. She takes a picture of the the edge of the drum. Mm-hmm. She draws it out on the iPad, and then she copies it from the iPad onto the drum itself. It is how she manages to get it just perfect just so, between the two. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fantastic. It's yeah, I have a really good picture that I took right before that fight, right before mm-hmm. the second fight of of the drawing that they had. It, you know, mentioned Gigabyte and had a little drawing of it and a snake, and it was really <laughs> cool. It, yeah. it was. Well, of course, they didn't have it on the on the first fight with you guys before, did they? I think they had mm. it for. I want to say the first fight they did it for was Black Dragon, wasn't it? Yeah, I so, didn't notice it until that second fight with them. Yeah, I think. So it's nice that you actually end up getting a, a little drawing at the end as well, which is <laughs> poor P one. P one didn't get a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think P one was really in there long enough to get a drawing. No, <laughs> you, just... you, you could have had a snake in a slot car. It would have been awesome. Oh, <laughs> Never mind. But uh, we'll, we'll leave a description uh, a description link. Her name is Kim Cohen. There you, there you go. go. Perfect. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description for uh, the imager um, artwork stuff for Copperhead's drum. Which leaves us to the bounty fight. Um, now, of course, John, you've been having a little bit of bit of trouble with the the old Waiachi boys this year because obviously you fought Hydra with, with the, the the great banter that you, you both teams have been having over social media. You know, a bit of back and forth, and you know, it it, it kind of built up quite nicely to this. I know it was months ago when you know this was being filmed, but it all kind of came together nicely. And a fight against a legend in their own right, son of Waiachi. And and then, uh, you know, I looked at it almost as uh, a chance to get revenge from the Hydra fight. Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's the same driver. And if you look at it from a driver point of view, we got revenge on both of our losses. Exactly. In, in some way, at least in some little way. And, and I knew we would do well in this fight because it's it's that rock, scissors, paper. You know, we're the, we're the rock to his scissors because of the angle of our shell. And we used our heavy, thick shell. And I didn't think he would damage it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we fought with we with against super heavyweights when it was megabyte you know we moved megabyte up to super heavyweight and we we dominated that class for a while with with a 220 pounder and it it survived that show with the angle survives huge hits mm-hmm. especially when they're right delivered right in the center of the shell you know it's the low hits like from copperhead really messed us up but a horizontal spinner against us we do really well i mean that's just historically uh these kind of robots without a wedge you know if they have a wedge like brutality's wedge was pretty kick-ass it, it's a different it's it's a different fight but without a wedge and i even going up until the fight i thought they were going to take their bar off and put a big wedge on i, I just had that in my head that we're going <laughs> to be you say it in the episode back. you say i did maybe don't point like, as don't. a wedge <laughs> um. <laughs> but that's that was a nightmare i had and then when i realized Nobody would allow him to do that. He he would be disgraced if he did Weirder things like have that. happened. Imagine, they, a, they, they put a bike rack on Hydra. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's all the way up to the bounty match, and the bounty is just this massive wedge calling itself Son of Waiachi. Mm. <laughs> that would have been hysterical, though. Uh, I mean, you can the, just the, like to leave it, it there, was... lead it up to the box, just to have it there, just to play mind games. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, what, foremost, was it? what was it? it was... Like Matt Spurk carrying the, the bike rack across. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just, just like uh, huge out. <laughs> yeah, just to mess. It them was up. wonderful to see some of why actually hit. Yes. Bearing in mind at the end of last year or end of 2019 even now, because we're in 2021, but they mm-hmm. said that Son of Archie is being retired. Yeah. And everyone thought, well, it's the end of an era, and that's it. This year's announcement of the teams coming out, hang on a minute, that's Son of Archie, what's it doing there? Yeah. 
And yeah, to, to have them in a fight and for Jake to have it the first time that he's driven it in the box is this bounty match as well. Or like ever, in fact, he, he hasn't ever driven that robot. Yeah. Um, he was clearly loving it as well, wasn't he? Uh, he was oh, yeah. fully, you know, invested in it. He playing he, up to it. He, I mean, he didn't like, obviously, you kept begging yourself, you know, go and, go and get it, go and kill it. <laughs> yeah. it I drew similarities of you taking your dad's car out for the first yeah. time and absolutely trashing it. It was exactly <laughs> like this fight. <laughs> it was wonderful. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't much of a fight again because they got turned over, and as, as we I all know. know. They, weird they managed to hit the I pole. Know. The first they thing did. they did was hit the pole, <laughs> and that was their undoing, because the next time they, they ride up the wedge of Gigabyte, hit the stump Stop. that's left of the pole, mm. and it just knocks them sideways. Yeah, bouncing off the peculiar. floor a little bit, and yeah. then that's the end of it. There's no way that robot's getting back over. So there was another bit of, bit of damage a lot of people, you, you don't, don't even notice it, but if you zoom in on a picture of Gigabyte at the end, there's a pulley that the shell sits on, and it has a lip that comes up. He hit that edge of the pulley and it shattered that whole piece so you know the bearings sit at like four inches apart and the bearing had dropped down on top of the other bearing because it didn't have that piece of aluminum on the uh, p- pulley anymore so that that didn't cause any damage which is a shock if, if i you know someone said what happens if this happens i thought the shell would come off yeah. but it seemed to stay intact for that whole fight and i didn't even know it until after the fight when we were taking the shell off. I'm like, what the heck happened to the pulley? Such a strange, strange failure you can only get with such a high energy robot. (laughs) I mean, you know, obviously Son of White actually did end up losing the fight. It is likely that we're not going to see it ever again, which does make me a little bit sad. Um, Obviously, it it in its own right has won BattleBots, you know, once upon a time back in the early 2000s. A nice send-off, I think. You know, it, it wasn't a, you know... When Bronco did its last fight with, you know, Rotator, we just didn't get to see it do its thing. Um, Ice Wave really struggled in its fight as well. Sort of where a lot of the bounty, a lot of a lot of the bounties had a like a lot of the the legends had a, a hard time. Were they four and two? The, the, the hunters? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, yeah. the only two that won. Uh... Witch Doctor, and Witch Doctor. Yeah. yeah, but Son of White actually at least I think gave a little bit more of a an impression than say the other the other mm. returnees let's say that, that didn't compete in the main season mm-hmm. um but gigabyte was fearsome throughout this john i mean it was this it, it must have been very satisfying like not not necessarily just winning the tournament but just watching how well gigabyte performed it must have been a nice re- nice relief after the last couple of years where mm-hmm. things necessarily haven't gone your way yeah um i mean we started out last season two and oh and just the next two fights didn't go well. And it was a combination of some design changes I made that were a disaster. The, the blades were breaking every fight. And I made them thicker in the uh, vertical dimension, but a little bit thinner in the horizontal and all the hits in the horizontal. Yeah. So uh, that was not a good idea. So we, we we fixed that this season. That's just one of the many little things that was the motor controllers were a big, big problem. And then driving you know, last season was a big problem. The huge fight was something we just didn't expect. That's the th- that's what I want to say. I don't want you to be too hard on yourself because that huge fight was strange in its own right with how huge decided to go on attacking you and that little sneakiness yeah. of Jonathan Schultz sprinting down and getting the right measurement of the blade. That's clever, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have this big mechanism for him now. It's just a for huge, and it's a big piece of AR. 500 with a blade on it that sits yeah. on top and we don't put our normal blades on 
and you know it's going to look like a big helicopter but it's <laughs> in, you know it's it's a quarter inch ar and i don't think his blade's going to go through that yeah that angle so and and the witch think, doctor fight i mean that was that was brutal wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and we didn't get up to speed he, he we never got up to speed in that fight and we even though we were counted out i found out later the reason we were counted out is because the driver decided not to drive anymore and he did that he knew that I wanted to go the distance every fight. And we did. We, that was the only fight we got counted out um, that season, right? Mm -hmm. It was that, that fight. And I, my goal was to just, I, don't, I didn't care if we lost, if we lost mm -hmm. my decision. And that, you know, that just. I mean, it looks stronger on, on paper that if you go the full three minutes against, you know, quite a high kinetic energy robot or, or a big name in the, in the sport, like Witch Doctor. It does. That, yeah, you're, you're more likely to get through to the selection. As it happened, you were selected, or you were, in fact, you weren't selected, selected, but you were put into the winning you're in and couldn't quite make it there because of running out of parts or things not going your way. But um, yeah, it, it's always going to look better if you can go the full three minutes. Right, know. and that was my goal. And I said that in the interviews. My goal is to just make the whole fight, win or lose. If we can, you know, make the whole fight, I'm. it's a success. And we mm. came close, 10 seconds. You yeah. just had to drive around for 10 seconds. And we did lose a wheel because we forgot to tighten a bolt. It was one of the things that we didn't have a list, but that, that was three wheels working. There was just one not working. And it, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. We were still driving at the point. And that, you know, I still get upset when I think about it because it was my, <laughs> it was the whole team's priority for him yeah. to take it on himself to decide I don't want to get hit anymore. You know, it just was something. I, mean, I, I, I understand it, but at the same time, like, you know, if, if you get a, put your robot in with the best like particularly against a witch doctor that was in such good form then you know you may as well Especially send it year. right you know um obviously we, we talked a little bit about the the winning you're in obviously you now find out you may well have beaten sort of why actually had the had you qualified last year which was something else um wrapping things up a little bit obviously this year gigabyte i think has had its best season in battlebot since it returned yeah easily by a big margin. We have more wins this season than all the seasons put together. <laughs> I know, yeah. Seven, exactly. Seven wins by knockout. I mean, I, we didn't even have seven fights, I don't think, between the two seasons. <laughs> What's it going to take for Gigabyte to go that little next step? Because obviously, you end up in the top 16. You lost to the one seed Hydra, which, okay, it's the one seed and it's Hydra. Hydra did very well. And it was a very good match. I and it was, it was a great, I mean, that, that hit, that hit, you know yeah. which hit it is if you're listening, mm -hmm. that hit where it, it pings from one wall to the next. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Anyway, and obviously you fought Copperhead and then you went and beat them later on. So you've lost one fight, maybe, you know, you've avenged one loss. You didn't maybe avenge the other one. You to some degree against sort of Wurtry, but not the same robot. What's it going to take for Gigabyte to become the winner of BattleBots, let's say? So we are working on a number of improvements, and one of them is that E-Tech motor. And at the end of the Hydra fight, that motor burned up. So it was 10 seconds of no spin. And that's right when his, his arm was stuck up, too. Yeah. So at the same time Figures. his arm is stuck up, our E-Tech motor burned out. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so we're going to a, a Lemco. It's a... They, they have a battle-hardened version, and they call it the open frame, and it uses billet aluminum, so it's machined top and bottom, and it can be mounted, shock-mounted top and bottom. We don't shock-mount the E-Tech at all. It's, it's rigidly mounted to our – and it, it just doesn't have that ability to shock-mount it like this mm. motor does. So yeah. I think that it's not only higher torque, 
it's it's uh, hardened to begin with. We don't have to make all those changes we made to the ETEC, but I think it will be more durable. So that there's one thing there that even getting that last hit at the end of that fight would have, you know, would have helped a little. It would have been a lasting impression with the judges, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have been enough to. Yeah, it wouldn't have been enough to win that fight. But another thing is we got to deal with wedges. You know, wedges yeah. getting under us doesn't matter if you have a vertical spinner or not. We have a problem with wedges. And I do have an answer to that. There's been one fight where I used it in China and it sort of worked. We had a driving problem and yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard, who was doing the driver, uh, the spin at the time, just spun it up and it spin it here. So this fork mounted, this anti-wedge device was spinning and it bent. <laughs> So we couldn't spin after that, but it, we were able to, he didn't push us around and we were able to no. get him stuck on the wall and won that fight even as a pushy robot. So yeah. it, it's something we have to perfect. And until I can use it multiple times, I'm, I don't think it's going to get perfected, but right. we have the weight budget. So we definitely have the weight budget to put in. Another thing we're doing is multibots. So we've already got seven multibots going and uh, found out that the rules say they have to have an active weapon in order to use more than one. Otherwise, it's just one. So we're making little active weapons. Matt has two he's going. He's putting flamethrowers on, on the two he has. Oh, so that's I, what he, he was, was testing. testing. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not, is, oh, is that for a, a mini bot? Yeah. that flame is massive. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was going to be Stinger. <laughs> yeah. No, and and then I'm just actuating the wedge with a little servo. It's, it's going to be useless, but, you know, Duck's actuation is almost useless. So <laughs> weaponry. Yeah. You know, it counts as a, a active weapon. So we yeah. can put, you know, we can put up to seven of them in there if we use the light shell. That will help. And, and we want to do what happened in the Big Deal fight where he was yeah. able to get high center. And if we can high center a robot. And then and drive up. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that. We're hoping to have, and, and that also gets um, team members more involved because now yeah. they have a robot they got to practice with. And I think getting the team involved is a big deal. I, this year, the team was so involved. Everybody had a task, you know, everybody contributed, you know, from making the list to painting the shell, which I used mm -hmm. to have to do myself, putting the letters on. By delegating things, it allows me to uh, get things done while I'm in an interview, right? Things are, the robot's getting built. I don't know how Dave Eaton does it, right? He's in an interview. <laughs> yeah. His robot needs to get fixed, <laughs> and he has only one. You know, we had two. Yeah. So when I'm in an interview, my team's working on the one that hasn't been fixed already. So they're getting that one ready. And that that really makes a difference, having the two resources and having two, uh, and having a team that, that comes together and and figures out how to do everything. You know, I, I spent time and when we first got there going over, taking it apart and putting it together mm -hmm. on both robots. We, I did that for the whole team was sitting around there. And then after the first one, they did it while I stood and watched and they figured it out. They, they were able to do everything with me and it didn't take long. They, you know, everyone on my team is brilliant in one way or another. It's just ridiculous how many smart people that I was able to <laughs> convince they, they be, <laughs> to be on the team. So I'm really blessed when it comes to that, for sure. Yes, the one thing you don't see on TV is how uh, important a really good pit crew is. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, it's not like F1 oh, or NASCAR where you can see them actually working on the cars. It's This is all backstage, and they can film little bits and pieces here and there, but you, it, it's not the same feeling as being like at a live event. When yeah. live events come back, guys, if there's, <laughs> if there's places to go, you know, 
if they have places for fans to walk through the pits, get a feel for this, get a feel yeah. for what you see on TV. Cause it's, you'll, you'll, it's a whole different dynamic. If there's areas that they can actually have guests kind of walk through and like peek at the pits and kind of see what we kind of see what we all do. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's a, it's a really cool aspect that you don't get to see on TV and it's yeah. clearly very valuable because had you not had that group around you, I don't know who, who knows where gigabyte would be. You know what I mean? I think you say that for a lot of teams. It'd be really good to have a, a Jenny Tarr segment where they yeah. talk a bit more about the, the pit crews because there are some really good ones this season. We, we saw Abramson. a lot less of her this year, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a COVID thing because obviously she can't yeah. cross bubbles and yeah. do all that too much. Yeah. But yeah. um. I mean, we heard from Pete Abramson that the, the Black Dragon team are like an F1 pit crew, that they yes. <laughs> get it all apart and put it all back together in between fights, and it's just incredible. But yeah. it'd be amazing to see some of that side of things in the for the other teams as well. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel sometimes that the rest of the people who are on the teams get a little bit less screen time than they deserve because they, they're all there and they're all helping and they all have really good functions and forms and... They work well together. All those essential workers. Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah, we, with actually, the, yeah. we, st- okay. we stole some members from Team Lucky, too. Nice. <laughs> well, you were talking about Mark well, you, you earlier. Fought, you fought that before as well. You know, yeah. you, you, you fought um, in the Desperado tournament a couple of years ago, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah we did. And we lost because our mast uh, broke when we, mm-hmm. he flipped us upside down and we couldn't spread it. And that's how it ended that way. That was it. But uh, Dave, uh, you know, Dave Jansen and his daughter Anouk, they're on Team Lucky and lucky didn't come so you know mark's like sure they could be on your team and now it's like <laughs> what team do we want to be on now? <laughs> all right well we already talked to greg about pitting next to each other so that they can kind of be on both of our teams oh, brilliant. Nice. fantastic stuff and it's and it's nice to see i know you talked a little bit about the paint but uh if, if, if anything has proven we've proven that firefox is better than google chrome um <laughs> so just just upgrade firefox yeah. upgrade this version <laughs> i don't know this 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 podcast is not sponsored by mozilla the change was all about work i didn't want to spend the time making the three the three or four yeah. colors it, it looks real cool when yeah. it spins up and you kind of have oh, yeah, it, looks, it looks a lot better in motion yeah it looks yeah. a lot better yeah, my in eyes hurt with the old version <laughs> it almost it almost like has a flicker of yeah. flames yeah super cool and we got those stickers made by one of our sponsors max amps and yeah i believe I it catted it out so it would fit the shell perfectly so i sent them the a dxf file of the cad of the output and they could input that into their software and make this really nice and they sent us a whole stack of them so <laughs> nice uh, they're actually more durable than than you think because they have to get hit directly to get taken out so you yeah. can touch them up a little bit or replace them yeah it, this, this version's definitely grown on me I, I'll, I will i will say the first time i saw it i'm like ah, yeah you know, I, 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 I miss, I, I miss I the th- colors i thought the google chrome logo i, I, was, I thought <laughs> i was gonna miss it more than i did but the, the more i watched gigabyte with the with the the new look i suppose it, it really it sharp on me. yeah absolutely very clean very sharp well it's good that it's going to have that look is going to have a good because how well we did, right? So it's yeah. going to be correlated. Oh. <laughs> it's better than, that's what I mean. It's all in the paint. Yeah. It's all in the paint. Right. <laughs> well, that's why I stick with the Invader look, which I loved. My daughter came up with that idea. It was idea really cool. Glow in a dark green paint with the yeah. aliens. I, I, I still like that. And the shirt's even better than any ones we've had. But I just couldn't keep that, you know, the feeling of that of that season was such a disappointment. I, and, yeah. you I know, and, you know, we worked hard on getting that back together to make that that you know to make that fight and then never got another fight yeah. it was the old adage yeah 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 and you know my my daughter was there and she's the one that came up with the idea and i was almost in tears you know and Aww. she's like dad it's it's not a failure unless you 
quit unless you let it be a failure. Yeah. Instead, it's a you know it's a learning experience, and it just changed my whole demeanor at that point. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's true, and I'm not going to quit. You know, I'm going to come back. Let and that particular sleeping dog lie, and then just grow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty much summed everything up. Uh, John, thank you very much for, for joining us. And I, I have to do a little bit of a thank you to all the other guests who joined us for, for BattleBots yep. Bounty Hunters. So That's Victor. BattleBots 2020. I know, the whole thing. Uh, oh. Victor Soto, Jack Tweedy, Ray Billings, Nick Buchholz, Bunny Soriel, and of course, John today. Thank you very much uh, all for your time. Um, we're actually going to have our break, guys. We're actually going to have our holiday for a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> we've waited. We've waited for months, and here we are. Um, we will be back. We will be There's back. Two more episodes, I believe, until um, one hundred. Rather large number. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're looking at doing something quite special for episode one hundred. I shan't reveal what it is just yet, but we're we're working on something. Um, episode ninety nine, though, at some point in the near future, we'll be finally covering. Uh, the 2016 season we we haven't done it yet Woo. we're finally gonna do oh, it oh i have so many things i want to say about 2016 oh there's there's a lot to unpack oh, there. ABC. that was five five years ago now yeah wow we'll get to that at some point but it won't be for a few weeks we are actually going to have a little bit of detox time a little bit of relaxation before it all starts again because of course 2021 season is around the corner by all accounts yep. we'll you know we'll have to keep an eye out for what what news comes from that but until yeah, then rumblings. We'll have to see. So, with that said, I have been Sam Elliott, 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been Walter Woodrow. And I'm John Maladnik of Gigabyte. And the, the three of us will see you at some point in the near future. Um, keep safe, everyone. Hopefully, yeah. you know, you've enjoyed the last 21 weeks worth of us rambling to you. It's been that long. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll see you hopefully soon. Take care, everyone. Mingo 2021. <laughs>